step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob has a podcast. And now here's the guy who's shadier than Kevin Martin's haircut. I'm Rob Cicerino. Welcome back to our Big Brother Canada Monday night wrap up show here on Monday, April 24th. As we are talking about a night with fireworks on yeah, hey, you guys asked for fireworks on Big Brother Canada, but uh, really only the literal kind here. But a lot of exciting stuff coming up on the live feeds that I can't wait to get into here with our panel. Here they are, uh, two guys that are closer than even Kevin and Bruno. Uh, I didn't say Kevin and William. First, uh, let's welcome in uh, the uh, anchor of the LFC Roundtable, the great Taryn Armstrong. Taryn, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Just don't don't tell me I suck, okay? I know I suck. Just don't tell it to me. That's going to really hurt, uh, and I don't know if I can keep doing it. Okay, you got it. You got it. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, that uh, let's welcome in a man who, uh, for the first time this season, I'm podcasting about Big Brother and not in the same room with. Here is Alex Kidwell. Alex, how are you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Um, you know, first first all around. Um, you know. First time for that. First time for, uh, I don't know, other things. I got nothing. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're going for there, but we'll go with it. I'm, I'm used to being able to set myself up and like catch myself on the way down. But that time we just, uh, we fell in our head. Yes. I just want to say that, that podcast with you in the same room with <laughs> the framing of that. So I should have scooted a little closer. Yeah. yeah lesson learned. Watch the YouTube video of that podcast. A lot of people felt like Alex looked uncomfortable during that podcast. <laughs> yeah. I just, I thought it was like funny at a couple moments to like, you know, like make a look. I don't know. I wasn't uncomfortable. It was fun. It was, I think it was mostly just the framing because, uh, we got to work on the angle. We got to work on the angle. When David Wright was here, somebody's YouTube (laughs) comment said that David Wright looks like a ventriloquist dummy that's sitting on me. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry. Hey, look, I, I've, I, I, we're going to figure it all out here as we move along. Work in process, but uh, excited to get into everything here with you guys tonight. Now, uh, we will all be in the same room in, but uh, what, like two and a half weeks now as we are coming up to Toronto. We're coming to Canada for our Big Brother Canada live show. Myself, the LFC. And an assortment of Toronto Big Brother Canada house guests. We're going to try to get all the Toronto peeps out to come and watch the eviction show. Who knows? Could be double eviction that night. It could be very exciting uh, at the Sheridan Center. Come on out and see us that night. Uh, get your tickets. Uh, we still have uh, some tickets available. Go to robhasawebsite.com slash Toronto BB can. Robhasawebsite.com slash Toronto BB can for that. Okay. So we are going to get into your questions as well. Hashtag RHAP. Scott St. Pierre is standing by uh, for all that. But let's get into talking about 
uh, a night where we ended up with Bruno and Kevin going up on the block. Ika and Dimitri had a real decision to make. They had on the one hand, you had Bruno and Kevin who were their adversaries going into this week. And then you had the mighty middle sitting there. And without getting into spoiler territory, I do think that this is a very interesting sort of like philosophical debate to discuss in terms of whether Ika and Dimitri's went the right uh, direction here. Alex, just and let's uh, try to avoid getting into how it's going to actually play out. But did you think just like looking at it on the chalkboard, that was the right decision, Bruno and Kevin? Um, it's hard. You know, we, we debated this at length a bit uh, yesterday when we did the live feed roundtable show that we did, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, we've really gotten into some of the feeds uh, on those shows. And it, it's a situation where I think, you know, I think it was Taryn who outlined it pretty much best, which is it felt like a situation where by you know, by taking the shot at Bruno and Kevin, they pretty much are like making themselves the inevitable next target. I mean, there's it's hard to even fathom a scenario where they aren't the next target. You know, like, you know, what Ika outlined is exactly the debate here. Like, who do I trust versus just looking at what's in people's best interests numerically? And ultimately, you know, people can tell you whatever they want. But then when you look at the scenario, I mean, we got a little bit of it tonight. We know now like Dre is considering exactly what they're warning her against. So, I mean, that's just, you know, based on the numbers, based on the math, based on where people are breaking down, based on how the big targets are gone to the point where there's so few of them left. It does seem like maybe the move would be to keep Bruno and Kevin. But the dilemma there is also that you probably then vault them into a position that's better than your own. So they really were in a tough spot. Ike and Dimitri's where you, you're kind of damned. And if you do and damned, if you don't to a degree, Taryn, uh, do you have any additional thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, that's basically it, right? Where they have to choose between, do we look at things rationally from a perspective of where are people positioned and what should people be doing if they're doing things in their own best interest versus can we trust these people? And they chose trust over positioning and Dre is probably not the person that they should be putting their trust in. So ultimately, I think it's the wrong decision. Yeah, I think that the decision maker for me would have been just looking ahead to, OK, if you get Kevin or Bruno out this week, Come Thursday night, okay, whoever stays, Kevin or Bruno, is now working against you. They're going to be siding with the people that are already in the middle. And now Dimitri's can't play HOH on Thursday. So now the only scenario where Ika or Dimitri's don't end up on the block, you would think, is if Ika wins HOH and she has not yet won a competition yet this season. So that's a lot riding on Ika. And I feel like if that's the answer, I feel like that even though it might be less than optimal to keep them around and that's a big threat, it's still two people that everybody's worried about too, that nobody seems to like Kevin and Bruno. I think I would have kept them off the block. I don't know what the right move is and where maybe if you sort of like poke at that beehive in the middle of people that are in that sort of uh, mighty middle. But if you threw Jackie up and maybe, uh, you know, a Dylan or Karen or even one of Kevin or Bruno, uh, it just seems like that maybe you could have worked this out uh, to be a little bit less carnage on your hands. 
Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get into then uh, what we did see in the episode. And I felt like that we really spent a lot of time on HOH uh, competition tonight and not one that I felt like was super exciting. Taryn, were you into this HOH competition? Uh, watching it, I wasn't that into it. Like, I, this is one that I would have liked to do. Like, uh, it seemed like, <laughs> sure. you know, it was a little bit active, I guess. It looks, but it basically was just like a workout. Right? Yeah. Like, especially, especially the kayaking, which was just like, okay, they're just doing core work. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of that coaches comp from BB14 where they were like, uh, what, uh, one yeah. of them was like a tongue exercise and oh, one was like boy. moving your yeah. butt. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, these ridiculous like exercises. They were all even in like 70s workout attire for that, like Dan and Boogie and Janelle. But, um, yeah, this, uh, I feel like it would have been maybe fun to watch on feeds, but unfortunately we didn't get it on feeds. So it becomes a little bit less, you know, when we just like see the result, then it's, it's not nearly as fun. I agree. I want to talk a little bit about Kevin and, uh, his reactions to Cindy going out that Alex, do you feel like that the, uh, poor Kevin edit is strong right now? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I think maybe we're getting there. You know, we, he just got put on the block, so we'll see. I think Wednesday's episode, maybe we'll see more of it. Well, what about coming but, out of Cindy going home? Like, uh, we saw, we really, we followed Kevin. He looked like he was going to cry. He was. Well, he did cry. Yeah. I mean, that that happens. Yeah. You know, like, what do you want? Like, they're going to show when people break down because they always show that. And Kevin did have like a moment there where, like, yeah, I mean, that was that was a legitimate thing, right? That kind of hit him hard. I mean, I think he's realizing now, like, what a bad position he's in. Maybe like some missteps he's made along the way where he could have, you know, could have made more forceful decisions or like put his foot down in a way when he didn't. And so, you know, he's I've heard him say a lot in the last few days, like, man, I suck at this game. And that's something that like, you know, is definitely like ringing in his mind that he feels like he's made some missteps along the way here. There's something I'm seeing in the chat. Somebody in the chat is saying that Kevin stuff seemed fake. And I, I really feel like like Kevin just can't do anything without somebody thinking that he's being phony. I, I really think this was I'm a completely genuine it. moment. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Exactly. At all. Like, but like even the viewers he's, at home who, who should know that I think Kevin was very genuine in this moment. Think he was faking what, how disingenuous he is. There's something just so weird about Kevin that like, <laughs> people just think he's faking things or like they can't read him. It's, it's, I don't, it's fascinating. It's yeah, like that Al Gore dilemma where people are just like assuming, like, you know what I mean? Like, you just say, it doesn't matter what you say. People just look at you and look at your body language and be like, Mm-mm. no, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> yeah. Kevin as a player is a, a real Rorschach test where you look at him and <laughs> yeah. some people say, you know, oh, he's amazing. Alex Kidwell says best Big Brother Canada player. Of all time. <laughs> Come on. Let's let that. Uh, Other people say worst player. Uh, well, probably not the worst player of all time, but, but uh, he, oh, he's terrible. I mean, again, and, and he had some bad moments tonight. I mean, he's talking with Jackie and uh, that was uh, a disaster where she comes up to him and he's just like saying nothing like no comment, no comment. <laughs> What's this on my uh, What's this on my pant leg? Yeah, yeah. if you can't if you can't snow Jackie, you're in real trouble here. Well, that's the thing. He's like he's the worst liar ever. But people think he's lying all the time. Like people think he's an amazing liar, and they can't read him. Like how shady he is. He's always hiding stuff. He can't hide anything. He's so truthful all the time. It's ridiculous how truthful he is. And I like how even when Demetrius puts him on the block, he's like, Kevin, you're an amazing social player, and I feel like I just can't read you. It's like. Those two things kind of contradict each other. If you if you can't read him, then he doesn't have a very good social game. 
Yeah. And then I did like what him and Bruno ultimately came up with. I felt like that their pitch to Ica was strong about, hey, this is what's going to happen next. I actually I watched the clip of the long form of that scene on YouTube uh, of Kevin and Bruno talking it through what they were going to say. And uh, I thought that was making a lot of sense, Alex. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly, and that's why Bruno is dangerous. I mean, anytime you hear people talk about Bruno being a dangerous player, that's exactly why. I mean, Bruno really, you know, Kevin had some input, but this is Bruno's, you know, formulated idea. We saw a bit of it on the feeds, but this is what we do. This is our plan of attack. I mean, he really thinks it through before approaching. He's very methodical in his approach to the game, which, I mean, you see that. In this episode, we really see how that is received, and then we immediately see how Jackie is received with, honestly, much better information. But Dimitri still, like, rolls his eyes. We see a close-up of him rolling his eyes when Jackie comes in. It's just like, oh, here we go again. Jackie is just, like, coming in and, you know, saying she's loyal to everyone and at the same time throwing everyone's information under the bus. I mean, who can trust you? Like, who are you really loyal to? If you're loyal to everyone, you're loyal to no one. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you definitely see, I think, good contrast with this episode because Bruno's plan and Bruno's methodology is certainly to me the more effective way to go about things yeah and I think this was a very good pitch and and it was very good from a rational standpoint I think the thing that Bruno is missing here is the emotional aspect of it which is maybe something that Jackie did a little bit better on because they really felt like they could trust Jackie after that conversation whereas they still don't feel like they can trust Bruno and Kevin and it again comes down to trust they feel like they can trust the people that they shouldn't trust and they aren't able to feel like they can trust Bruno. He just isn't able to connect with Ica on that emotional level, unfortunately. And Dre is the biggest blind spot again. I mean, Dre yeah. remains the, the person among the quote unquote five most leading the charge to rally against Ica and Dimitri's as soon as next week. And she is the person that Ike and Dimitri's are sure is most loyal to them. Huge, huge contrast there. So one other thing on Kevin and Bruno, and you guys, uh, you know, watch so much of them on the feeds. The the thing that always strikes me is that uh, for the most part, other than when I see a clip that is Kevin hanging out with William, hanging out with William, uh, I feel like that it's always just Kevin and Bruno just talking to each other. And I know that that's something that has probably has not played well. And it sort of reminds me of back in Survivor Worlds Apart, where there was like a, a lot of like Max and Shireen, that they were the people that were like the just talking strategy all the time and talking strategy all the time with each other. And there was a lot of other people that were talking about voting them out. Alex, is that sort of the vibe of the other people in the house that Kevin and Bruno have talked so much strategy, but just to each other? I don't know if it's that so much as just, you know, they were in such an overt position of control in the early weeks. Them with Netta, with Cindy. Now, I mean, people know Ike and Dimitri's are part of that now, but they really did. I mean, they... They were they peaked too soon in a lot of ways. And with players that with the players left in the house, I mean, just so many of them are just opposed, just adamantly opposed the idea of working with Bruno and Kevin. And I think a lot of that is just because, yeah, I mean, they were running the game and they have been seen as being, you know, people who are manipulating and controlling things early on. So like the, you know, people who were pawns in the first half of this game are not wanting to keep around the people who they saw as, you know, kingpins in that, you know, stage as well. So I think Bruno and Kevin really are just kind of like the remnants of like the old guard, so to speak. And like people who see themselves as wanting to take control of this game 
uh, feel like, you know, there's no scenario they can do that with Bruno and Kevin still sitting around. I mean, I think, you know, Karen in particular, just no scenario where she'll entertain that idea. Okay, let's get into talking about uh, something that we see Dre bring up for the first time this season. This idea of why don't all of the newbies just get on the same page? Let's get rid of Bruno or Kevin this week, and then we'll go after Ika and Dimitri's next week, and then the final five will be the remaining five newbies in the house. Taryn, for a long time, we've been talking about why can't the newbies get on the same page? Why has this sort of started to coalesce now? Uh, Dre. Basically, Dre has awoken. Um, she has... one When she found out when Netta... It spilled everything. She realized that Ika had been playing both sides. And I think part of her was like, wow, I'm impressed by that. I want to take Ika's spot. And there was an opening and she went in and took it. She has started to talk to all of the new players. She's gathered them up and she has been able to somehow maintain Ika's trust in her. And she's playing the middle and she's doing it well. Okay. And are all of the newbies on the same page? The, and, and that's that's sort of the beauty of Dre's position right now is that they're all on the same page with Dre and not quite with each other. They're all connected through Dre and they don't have a bond with each other as much. You know, there's obviously Dylan and Karen, but they're sort of separate from Jackie and William is obviously separate from all of the rest of them. So Dre is the piece in the middle holding everything together. And I mean, that puts her in an amazing spot as long as she's able to maintain it. Yeah, yeah, that is, of course, uh, the the tricky part. Uh, we got to see uh, Ika and Dre have a conversation with William uh, and they discussed uh, Kevin and uh, how uh, that his alliance with Jackie was outed. They told William that Kevin threw William's name out there. Uh, and again, we got to see more sad Kevin tonight, Alex. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I, I love this whole series. You know, one thing I think the show did do well tonight is they showed kind of the whole progression of this information, which is, I think, really cool when you see like the completed game of telephone that gets played in the Big Brother house. Because I think a lot of people, unless you're really diligently watching the feeds, they don't necessarily understand like, well, who was lying? You know, was someone lying? And it's like really in a lot of these situ situations, maybe 90 percent of them, no one was lying. People just came away from the same conversation with like slightly different interpretations of the same thing or slightly different memories of the exact wording of what was just said. And I think this was a good example of that where you have, did Kevin say William's name? No, not explicitly. Did Kevin and Bruno come in and say there's a five in the middle, which would have to include William and we'd be dumb not to go after them? Yes, they totally said that. So it's really interesting, you know, because Ike not lying. She's telling William what she remembers. Kevin's also not lying because he adamantly remembers. I did not say your name. I did not throw you under the bus. But yeah, Bruno did mention a five and I did say like, yeah, that's good. So yeah, it's, I, I love moments like this when we can really see like exactly how these things go down. You know, one of the things that I feel like I'm missing in the story of this, I feel like that we went from the point where uh, William and Kevin were together during William's HOH reign. That sort of ended with Kevin, you are a little bitch. You're a little bitch, Kevin. <laughs> and now it seems as though there has been a reunion, Taryn. Uh, what, how did that get sorted out? <laughs> well, I mean, that happens often, actually, where 
Kevin and William have a little spat. Kevin did something that made William not trust him or William did something that made Kevin not trust him. And they very quickly come back together. And that happened after the whole boy toy incident. Kevin went to William. William said, people said you called me boy toy. Kevin said, absolutely not. I never said that. I would never say that. And they were pretty quickly back together at that point. And especially after the the Netta incident and then uh, Cindy leaving, they've gotten even closer. And I think I definitely think that moment where Kevin is nearly in tears, that's something that that even further bonded them together. And and it seems like it's Kevin, you're being uh, a little bitch. Come on, (laughs) lighten up. The the longer they are in this game together, the closer they get, even though there are some hiccups along the way. Why does it always go right to, Kevin, you're a little bitch, Alex? <laughs> I just think, like, that's that's just been the funniest thing he said in the DR. Like, he's definitely, he's dropped that a couple times. I feel like he knows that's just a good sound that's bite. That's catchphrase. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else is in uh, William's vocabulary as far as, you know, like, uh, what, what he drops. He's a nice kid. Nice boy, William. So, I don't think he's... Uh, he's <laughs> Brought to such rage often in his life, but you know when when his ire when his ire is provoked, you know, watch out, he's he's coming at you. You are all the bitches. Yeah. yeah. Is there something about the name Kevin that just like it's very easy to just Kevin? Ah, Kevin, you're just the worst, Kevin. I mean, I think we're realizing that that's definitely true because it's a lot of fun to say. Yeah, it's, Kevin. It's, okay, uh, so. I don't have a lot else from the episode. I have a lot of stuff from the live feeds that I want to start to dive into. Uh, Scott, do you have any questions uh, pertaining to the episode uh, just yet? Uh, Scott says he has got a couple. Again, uh, send them in hashtag RHAP. We'll take a bunch of questions then at the end of the show. By the way, uh, be sure to check out, if you haven't, the LFC Roundtable. I got a chance to watch it this morning uh, with Taryn and Alex and Brent from uh, this Sunday. Uh, got to uh, hear some uh, colorful metaphors from Brent this week. <laughs> Very good. I didn't. I didn't really think that, that uh, they all applied to this show. <laughs> when do they ever? Rob? This is Brent we're talking about. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, Sean Tucker says, "Doesn't it feel like Ika is becoming as cocky and mean as Netta was perceived?" Ika seemed very harsh on the episode. Has Ika become the uh, thing that she was against Alex? Uh, I think Ika is Ika. I don't think anything about Ika has changed. Ika is real. Uh, what you see is what you get. It's always been that way. I think it, it was interesting. This is a great point because Sean's right. The edit turned on her a little bit. I think that more than anything, the edit showed a scene of Ika doing what Netta did in a couple of conversations uh, where she's like, you know, Ike is in a position of power in the house. And so they show this moment where Ike is like seemingly picking on someone who's not in this case. It was like Karen. Uh, you know, obviously they don't show the conversation where Karen's like, Ike, how did you think I did in the challenge? Um, which I mean, you that's know, what we're talking about. That's the Ike bad edit. Well, I mean, Ike definitely was saying like, but you like they really showed her like harping on the fact like, but you did, dude, you did suck that. No, but you really did suck. Like, which is fair. Karen was pretty bad, yeah, and Karen, Karen shouldn't Karen pretend was she wasn't. It right back to her. I thought that was more of a funny moment than uh, Ika is unlikable. Taryn. Well, I think this is an example of Ika has not changed, and I honestly don't think the edit for Ika has changed much either. I think the difference here is that Ika used to be the underdog, and mm. now she's in a position of power, and. 
when you act the same way that you were as an underdog when you're in a position of power, people think you're awful. And they, that's why they disliked Netta, and that's why they dislike Ica now. No, I mean, when we're showing uh, Ica getting drunk and getting in the shower with Dre, I don't think we're showing uh, <laughs> Ica is uh, such a meanie edit. I'm, I'm not buying that. I'm, I'm definitely not seeing the Ica is the villain of the season well, it's not a full turn, but we're setting the table just in case we want to make her a villain later. That's well, all I'm and saying. That, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there isn't an explicit edit to point toward it as of now, but people are still seeing it just because she's in power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's Queen. do a question from Jennifer. Is Kevin the virgin king of VB Can 5? <laughs> Scott was always honest, but everyone thought he was lying. Uh, Scott was also hated. Yes. And, and this is the uh, proverbial virgin king of uh big brother canada five uh so are, are you are you seeing a comparison between uh scott from bbott no no way scott is the true virgin king of big nobody can compare to scott i mean kevin's great but scott is just untouchable i mean scott has been in these bb streets for <laughs> you know 13 years however many years kevin he's a newcomer to the bb streets Alex, where is, Vir- is Virgin King still alive? Um, you know, it's a good question. I, I assume he is. I think he's doing well. I think he's up in Maine, uh, still doing his thing. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I knew you were going for something, but I really thought it was going to be the, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to see Kevin saying, I am the debt collector mother ever anytime soon. So, let's not I let's hope not you stay a virgin forever. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Robot Taryn says, uh, Taryn, where are the polls? The people want the polls. What am I supposed to make a poll about? There's no votes. Who do you like? Oh, Ica wins. Congratulations. Well, like, what about like some sort of like right track, wrong track poll? But people are always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. so jaded. All right, yeah. There's been a, uh, In your ivory big brother tower. There's been a, uh, a lack of uh, Canada's choice, Alex. Yeah, uh, I think we're due. We're due. <laughs> I hate we're to say it. Wave. <laughs> I hate to say it. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think there's been there's been some things that have been like that have had less impact, I think, than they thought they would. I just feel like some things weren't like thought all the way through. I think they really felt like backwards week was going to be like a huge game changer. And it was like, oh, wait, we just made this survivor for a quick second where the majority ruled. Oh, okay. And then, you know, again, with this like secret veto, it's just like, oh, this is going to be so cool. It's so crazy. It's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I suppose uh, no secret veto talk on the episode tonight, right? Yeah, that was weird. I mean, I guess they don't want to like overhype it. <laughs> yeah, have- but it is his last week to use it. You know, I mean, you'd yeah. think we'd get at least one diary room where he talks about like, if I if not now, then when? This is my time to take Viva la Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to conquer. Okay. All right. So uh, we got so much to talk about on the feeds. Uh, let, let's not j- just uh, talk more about the episode because uh, we got a lot to uh, break down. Of course, uh, plenty more to come if you are episode only Wednesday night and Thursday night after those episodes. What we're going to do here is uh, we're going to set up the live feeds, talk spoilers, going to take a uh, quick break. If you are listening to us uh, in the archives as you're watching us live, uh, let's talk spoilers. The Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message. This is a spoiler warning. 
A spoiler. Warning means that an actual spoiler against this country has been detected and that protective action should be taken. Spoilers, you little bitch. You're here. Okay. All right. Let's get into everything. And a busy day on the feeds today, Taryn, as uh, we had our veto ceremony. And first, let's just uh, bring everybody up to speed. We know that William has the secret veto. We also had a new power veto added to the mix or a power veto competition this week. Yes, and William won the real power of veto in addition to his secret power of veto. Okay, double veto holder. All right, so let's just go leading up to the competition in terms of using the veto. Alex, can you just set up all of the different factions in play? Uh, Yeah, I mean, well, so there's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of play here because obviously, uh, Dre does not, you know, William, William wins the regular veto and Dre does not want to see William has kept the secret veto to himself all this time. He doesn't tell anybody about it. So that's something that, you know, anything we know about William's uh, decision making with that has come from William just like sitting in a room talking to himself and or the cameras. And from that, I mean, we did kind of get the sense that like maybe he's considering using it on Kevin after Kevin goes up. But, you know, Dre, after he wins the regular veto and after people are already talking to him and campaigning him like he's the, you know, the veto holder anyway, which, by the way, uh, does simplify a lot of things because we learned this like ridiculous secret veto again, like just to me, not a very well thought out twist. If William hadn't won the other veto, he could have easily he could have gone up like he was eligible as a replacement nominee, which is weird. Like why? You know, it doesn't really incentivize people to use it if they can go up in replacement. Like it's almost better to have what Allison had, which is secret until you play it, because then once you play it, you're safe, you know? So, but what, what this was, was more secretive, but also risked your exposure. So I don't know. I mean, I guess kind of a mixed bag. I didn't have as much of an issue with it because the HOH had to sort of scramble on the spot. Right. So I don't know, even if you could have figured out who ultimately used it, I feel like that the odds would be small that he would end up going with William as the replacement nominee. No, that is true. I mean, and that's why ultimately, I guess it's not, you know, that, you know, yeah, I I could see it going either way. I can see how it's not that bad, but Ultimately, yeah, William is, uh, you know, Dre doesn't want him to use the veto. Dre wants to see Bruno go home. Um, you know, although at times she talks about wanting to see Kevin go home because she doesn't love how close William gets to Kevin. Um, uh, but Dre is obviously a big influence over, you know, William's decision making. Ika and Dimitri really adamant that he not use it because they, uh, they had wanted to keep Bruno, but honestly, Bruno has just, you know, really, you know, it's cemented in their mind lately that Bruno is more dangerous than Kevin, that Kevin, even though he has this relationship with William, that's all he has. And Bruno, you know, they could see a way for him to work back in with Jackie, with Karen, with Dylan. Uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, Kevin doesn't really seem to have the social game to manage that. So maybe I can Dimitri have a point there. But ultimately, it seems like they want to keep Kevin this week. So they just wanted William not to use the veto so they could prove their loyalty by saving him via the vote. But ultimately, you know, William does use it. He keeps Kevin. Karen goes up. Okay. So, Taryn, just going back to on Sunday, you talked about how you thought that the play should have been for William to use both the vetoes. That uh, no half measures. Take off Kevin. Take off Bruno. And then... Let then go all in with those guys. You felt like that the worst thing he could do would be this half measure of just take down 
Kevin, do you stand by what you said on Sunday? I do stand by it. Um, I currently, what has happened is William used the secret veto on Kevin, and nobody has realized that it was Will. But a lot of people are heavily suspecting William or heavily suspecting Kevin. Um, ultimately. Kevin now knows he told Bruno it's going to get out that William yeah. used this veto uh, just because it hasn't gotten out yet doesn't mean it's not going to get out. These and he actually told Dre I saw right as we were starting the show. So there's another right. person who knows. Mm-hmm. So it's, these, these it's usually stay a secret. So the fact that it's going to be exposed and that he tried to keep it a secret, I think, is going to hurt him more than it would have if he had just used it straight up. And I think that he is going to be a target uh, next to Kevin, if Kevin ever goes on the block, if anything, maybe even before Kevin at this point. Okay, so Karen, so, and I, so Karen goes up on the block with Bruno right now. Is the majority of the House still voting to evict Bruno, Taryn? Well, Rob, here's what happened. Kevin <laughs> got everything together. He masterminded this whole plan, and everybody is on board to eliminate Karen from the game, and she, she caught on to it. She knows she she figured it all out. She knew about the secret veto. And now she knows that she's going home. She was saying, you know, this might as well have just been an instant eviction. They should have just had the vote right away. They're sending me home. This is just ridiculous. Um, And of course, that's completely, (laughs) completely all false. Yes. Okay. so So let's just just rewind. She is the clear biggest threat in the game. This was really great on the the feeds today. Okay, so so first off, you're just saying that Bruno is still going home, but Karen, when she's putting it all together, uh, she's figuring (laughs) it all out in her head like a beautiful mind that she realizes what's happened. And there's one person responsible for all things that have happened to her. And it's that puke. Kevin freaking Martin. I knew it. I knew it. I told you all last week. I knew there was a veto. I knew he had it. I knew he would put me up. I've been saying nobody listens to me. Nobody ever listens to what I have to say. And that little, that little bitch. You were right, William. I told you. I told you that little bitch puke is the worst. It's so true. That Ari it's so funny. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's so convinced that this has all been a huge plan of that's been going in that's been in the works for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love how she uses these phrases that are like kind of kind of there, but not quite. It sounds like my mom trying to talk about sports a little bit where she's like, you made a good play on me today, Kevin. Good job. <laughs> like, good what job, are you talking Kevin. about? Yeah. If I was at home watching this as a fan, if I, I was a right fan, there. I would be right there. But now I'm in the jury and all you you all lost. You all lost. And Kevin just won the game. And she literally threw it away. She literally saw William crawl out of a tunnel. I know there was a secret veto because I saw William looking around for it. And I know that Kevin had it. Kevin must have been to go look in that tunnel that I saw him come out of. She like I was like why Karen why don't you put this all together and she's like mentioning yeah I I know I saw William come out of a tunnel so I know people were looking for it gotta be Kevin yeah I think no honestly like today was I I don't know if I've ever laughed I I can't remember last day I've la- I've laughed so much I was That's watching great. live feeds like there was That's a moment great. yeah she's just out there like just lamenting her fate and at one point Dre is just like well at least it's a nice day and Karen is like oh gorgeous yeah. 
little chilly. But other than that, like there's just all these great Karen moments. At one point, Ika's like, well, you know, you know, at one point she like blamed Ika and Ika's like, what? You think I used the veto? She's like, no, no, for not listening to me about how there was a secret veto. And Ika's like, yeah, oh, yeah, well, I guess I'm sorry. I have to say I'm always right. And I, nobody ever listens to me. Uh, and it was great then because like there was one point where I, I saw these uh, YouTube clips where Kevin is like laying out and it's it's weird because it started the clip starts off and it's just like it looks like it's just like Karen talking. Uh, but then like you sort of like pull back to the wide shot and Kevin's right there. And she's just like ranting about Kevin and Kevin is like, so you're going to tell everybody that we have a final two. She's like, oh, you think this is funny? You think this is funny, Kevin? You think you're, fu- you think you're so funny right now? Okay. You arrogant little yeah. prick. You little puke. You little puke. If I ever see you again. <laughs> and then, yeah, at one point, Ika was like, uh, you know, it, there was like a long, there was multiple long, awkward silences. And then someone would say something which set it all off again, which is the best part. But Ika was like, well, you know, since she's like going inside, like, since I know you won't forgive us. And Karen's like for, she's like. You said you don't ever forgive. And Karen's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, right. Karen never forgives anyone for anything. So might as well go inside. <laughs> and she's like congratulating Bruno. Good job, Bruno. You'll be here next week. I'll be in the jury. You'll be here, Bruno. <laughs> Bruno's like, I'm not me. sure that that's right, but OK. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, do we know what the votes look like at this point? Like, uh, of the, what is it? Se- uh, how many people are voting now this week? Seven? Six votes. Six, Six votes. How many votes are voting to evict Bruno? That uh, Kevin is going to vote to evict uh, Karen. Yes. Which yeah. will and be then fun. The rest of them, the rest Might of them well. right now are evicting Bruno. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like he has to pretend that he's on Karen's side. What's the point? Well, William is willing to vote with Kevin, but only if they have the votes uh, to save Bruno. Yeah. yeah. And then if it's 3-3, it will go to a tie break, uh, which will be to Demetrius. And uh, we will presume that he will uh, take Bruno out. Yes, at the moment. Why was Karen the right nominee? Because Ika and Demetrius, for whatever reason, are not trusting of Karen, even though Karen is probably the most loyal person to them of anybody in the house. Uh, and part of that is because of Dre. And part of that is because it's Karen. Um, so it's really that they felt like it was between Dre, uh, the, between Karen and Jackie. And they really felt like they had a good conversation with Jackie mm-hmm. and that they really feel like uh, we have a good truce with her. She just wa- she just wants an alliance. And we can trust Jackie. If we do something for her, she'll remember it. So they they put Karen up instead, which probably a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did all that work with Karen last week and the week before, but they put in a lot of work with Jackie this week. And to put her on the block kind of undoes all that work. So, yeah, they I think that was a big part of why they shied away from that. Ultimately, one thing that I mean, to me is interesting. It was like last week, Karen was really just, you know, spouting off at the mouth. She was kind of just free reign with Dylan's HOH. But this week, uh, you know, I mean, people are, as soon as she went on the block, she started freaking out and yelling about stuff. And I mean, people are laughing about her in other rooms now. Like there are just people talking about how ridiculous Karen's being. And really, Karen's the only one that can send herself home. I mean, Bruno is a clear bigger threat than Karen. The only way Karen goes home is if she like continues to really make people just adamantly annoyed with her to the point where they're like, God, is this going to happen every time Karen goes up as a pawn? Cause I just can't deal with this. This is ridiculous. I mean, she was bad thinking she was going home when she wasn't on the block. This is unbearable. And it's interesting because some of those conversations, you wouldn't see this earlier in the game with people's allies so close because like there's so many people in the house, but 
game talk now happens in the kitchen because there's less people in the house. You see things that change throughout the course of a game. And like Dylan is now privy to some of these conversations where everyone's talking about how kind of Karen's kind of a joke. And I think that for the first time today, I saw Dylan talking to Kevin and Bruce. He was talking to Kevin to the point where Kevin is thinking like, Maybe Dylan, we might be able to work Dylan back in to the point where Dylan would turn on Karen. I don't know if that's reasonable to expect, but Dylan hasn't even had conversations like that until today. So the fact that he's even willing to talk to those guys. Like if we're sort of establishing, oh, Karen's a joke. Karen can't win. She's no threat. Yeah, she uh, is ill tempered. But I mean, then like, why would those be reasons to get rid of her? Well, if you're Dylan and you're, you know, associated with her, I think the the reasonable – well, first of all, he's not a rational player. But the reasonable fear would be that sh- you get put up next to her and you're always going home before her because she's such a non-threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't think uh, – like Dylan is fully on board with Karen. He had a conversation with, with Kevin where he like kind of alluded to like, oh, maybe I'd be open, but – um, he is fully on board with Karen and it's really not in his best interest to get rid of her. If, if Bruno wants to stay, he needs to get Ika and Dimitri on board. They are kind of close. They're still kind of toying with this idea of, man, maybe we do need Bruno and Kevin in this game if we want to survive. However, um, it seems like the longer the, the week has been playing out, the further away from that idea that they're getting. And it seems like it's, it might not happen anymore. I don't expect Dylan to turn on Karen, but this is the first time he's talked game with those guys in like a month now. So I just think like for the first time we're seeing him like even open his eyes to the possibility of maybe I do need to do something or my name's going to come up sooner than I think. Who do Ike and Demetrius feel like are in their inner circle right now, Alex? Dre. I mean, Dre by a mile. They really feel like there's reasons to question almost everyone else. But for some reason, they've had multiple things like little red flags come up from various people and from things Dre has said herself that should make them really, you know, be watching her very closely. And they're just not. They really feel like Dre has their back and has their best interests in mind that Dre is working with them. And that as a result, this group of five that Bruno's warning them about is something they're actually at the head of. So that's what they're struggling with, Trina. Are we at the head of this thing or is this thing about to eat us and we don't realize it? Right. Yeah. And and Ika is basically saying, I kind of want to keep Bruno, but I can't go. I can't go against Dre. It's up to Dre this week. What she wants is what I'm going to do. And that's really dangerous because Dre wants her out next week. But where does Kevin go after all this? So he survives the block this week, Taryn. But which side does Kevin land on? Is he sort of fall in with the newbies? Basically, what Kevin has done is he's really tried to work hard to ingratiate himself with Ike and Dimitris, and they're kind of starting to form a group of five. Uh, Ike, Dimitri, Dre, uh, Kevin, and William. And they're starting to solidify this a bit. Uh, Dre is obviously not going to ride with that group. She, uh, I mean, once she's in with that group, she's in with three separate groups uh, and, and basically in the center of all of them. Which is like, how did Dre end up in this position of all people? But um, so that's where Kevin is kind of sitting. And that's actually a pretty good spot for Kevin because Dre is going after Ike and Dimitri before she's going after him. And so is uh, so are the rest of the new players. Uh, Obviously, if Ike and Dimitri aren't targeting him, that's great for him as well. So um, that's where Ike and Dimitri, I think, are really starting to see themselves headed toward. Uh, But obviously, I think Dre is going to throw a huge wrench into that. But Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Dre not like uh, Kevin and William together? And doesn't she want to see them split up? 
She does, but that's something that she comes back to, I think, in moments of kind of emotional frustration with William, that like William is spilling all our secrets. But when she's thinking rationally, which is like increasingly more of the time now, I think as the game goes on, she's clearly more aware of what, you know, she should be doing versus what she wants to do. That's something that, you know, she wasn't really differentiating from with in the pre-jury phase. But now, I mean, I think she definitely recognizes that even if I don't like, you know, Kevin and William's relationship with Bruno gone, at least I know Kevin is not going anywhere. He's right there. We can take the shot at Ike and Dimitri's. Then we can finish off Kevin. You know, like Kevin is on an island and his only bridge is William and William is loyal to me. It doesn't seem nearly as threatening as what Ike and Dimitri's would represent at that point in the game. I'm going to call my shot here for HOH on Thursday. Okay. I'm calling Kevin HOH, Taryn. Ah, man, I don't think that's good for him. I think he'll try, but I don't think he needs it at this what point. What would he do? I think he's what would he do well. in that spot? Well, right now he's saying, I believe he's saying Jackie and Dylan. Or no, Jackie Karen. or Dylan and Karen, maybe? Dylan and Karen. Karen's um, definitely going up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Karen, knew it. I knew, is... it. I knew he would win <laughs> Two of those three. and put me on the block. <laughs> but but again, it should be noted that William really wants to take a shot at Ike and Dimitri. Uh, and William will be pushing for that. I am sure Dre will be pushing for that. So it, he could end up uh, doing that instead. Why? So you could um, backdoor me? <laughs> you little bastard. Just like you in wanted order- to last week. <laughs> yeah, in order to get Karen out, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think she said something like, this isn't even a backdoor. This is an instant. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> I saw then, uh, I think it was Dylan saying, like, look, just go upstairs. Like, go, just go upstairs. <laughs> stop talking about this. Stop talking. It's like, okay, I'll do what I do. I'll just sit, to sit there and I'll talk to myself and I'll say this in the diary room and I'll say it to the cameras by myself. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> like, fine, fine. Just- but then she went on to everyone for another hour. <laughs> yeah. Dre was saying, like, Look, like she said, staying, she'll stop. You're staying here. Will you apologize to me on Thursday when you're still here? She's like, fine, fine. I, I'll, on Thursday, I'll apologize. <laughs> but mark my words. <laughs> I'm done. You made a mistake. <laughs> uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to some more of your questions. Hashtag RHAP uh, coming up. Uh, what about Jackie, Taryn? Uh, that, do, do we need to worry about Jackie or care about what she's doing? I am telling you, Jackie is going to continue to slide by. Jackie has, like I said, she's made up with Ike and Dimitri. They feel like they have her. They do not. Uh, she has been talking with Dre about, yes, we can go after Ika and Dimitri soon. Um, I think Jackie is, again, as we've talked about before, willing to play any side that she needs to. And currently, that means the new players. And if she sticks with the new players, she is probably at the bottom of that target list. And I could see her, again, I could see her just sliding her way to the end, maybe against somebody like Karen or Dylan. And all of a sudden, Jackie is a winner. The Scarlet Starlet has won <laughs> Big Brother. <laughs> She's the captain of the Odyssey now. Yeah, like there's that? something there's something to be said about the flexibility, right? Because she I mean, she gets very hurt when she's betrayed, but she's willing to go wherever she needs to go. Well, I just think it's so funny how often these and we laugh at them when they're like, you know, a player crying like everyone I try to work with uses me like it always makes me laugh. But like we see it again and again with like Jackie, like Brittany and Big Brother Canada three, like 
that's actually the safest position in the house. Like, I, I, if I could play Big Brother now, I'm thinking that's what you need to fake. Like, you need to be so bad that you're like the pawn that's like angry that you're the pawn. And then everyone's like, oh, look at this ridiculous person that doesn't even understand. They're like three steps behind. <laughs> yeah, you want everyone to think you're Victoria. That's amazing. Yeah, but then you can't I, I think, win. I think you're taking it a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to win well then at like spot. final five or, or or at the end you just like you go all machiavellian on them i don't know okay we'll, we'll see how that works uh, Stephen H., should they have brought back joel this season considering the amount of finger guns we've seen already yeah there are finger guns uh this season sound effects. Uh, more, more than just fingers rob i mean i don't know if you remember the breast machine guns yeah but... the fembot oh yeah that's right sure. yeah so, yeah, yeah, and with a lot of classic effect. gun action. So we'll see. Maybe we'll add that to the soundboard for next week, so we can do it too. All right, <laughs> Matt Ligori says, "Is it Rennie plus Jerry equals Karen, or do any other past <laughs> players fit into that equation?" Like uh, Nikki Graham. Um, now, is it Rennie plus Jerry because uh, of the sass plus uh, old? Is that the equation, <laughs> Karen? Well, I think, uh, yeah, I saw Mike Bloom say something about this earlier today in the Facebook group. And I was like, yeah, is it is it all of Rennie's sassiness with Jerry's crotchetiness? And I, I think there's something to that. Listen, yeah, I, Matt say- Ligori, you think you're funny? You think you're funny with your little comments? I'm going to come down there to the Islanders game and I'm going to throw you on the ice. Oh, man. Matt, you better watch out. Okay. Yeah. I'll come down. I know your team, Kevin. Sure. <laughs> Your team, Kevin. Uh, uh, Edward Mars, Edmo, is Karen the hottest of messes? How dare you, Edmo? <laughs> All right. I think Matt's <laughs> off the hook. I think Edmo's now uh, going to take the rap. Edmo, you too. Yeah. You too, Edmo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Karen is going to, I think we need to add her to the LFC because she's on top of everything so much in the house. She knows everything. <laughs> she knows. That would be great if we could just like Karen's perspective for five minutes on everything. Like, Karen, what do you think has been going on this week? Like, Whoa, man, that sounds like a fascinating game. I don't know what that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Could we're, watch we're doing a four hour Karen recap once she gets out of the house. Okay. So <laughs> can, can you up. just. Can you just imagine Karen correcting me on what's happening on the feed? <laughs> like, no, no, Taryn, no, that's not what happened, okay? Unbelievable. You, you think they're trying to get Kevin out? They're trying to get me out. I'm out of the house, sure, but they're trying to take a strike at me. So here's what happened. Everything. Week one, I won HOH. Week two, I was the target. Week three, I, they tried to backdoor me. Week four, I was the target. Week five, they really came after me hard. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna go all do all Karen all the time uh, with actual Karen uh, for Big Brother nineteen. <laughs> Tom Palmer is Dre the Andy Heron this season. Not really getting the edit, but actually running the house. Uh, is Netta the better example of of Dre Taron? Um, is I, I wouldn't say she's Netta. Uh, I do see the comparison with Dre's gameplay with Andy. She's basically doing a lot of what Andy did in terms of really getting people to trust her that shouldn't be trusting her, running around, spilling information everywhere, and forming relationships and becoming the center of each of these alliances. However, the difference is Andy was doing it all season long. Dre just started, and she's been doing it for a week. Who knows how long she'll be able to keep it up? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one other Karen thing, going back to her f- altercation with Kevin this afternoon. Another thing she mentioned, which ties back into the episode, was that they got these loved ones videos and we got to see a little bit of uh, everybody's uh, loved ones message. But I guess, you know, these things were all shortened. And uh, Karen mentioned how Kevin's mom said she that she knows how hard Kevin's been playing this season. And she sort of brought that up. She says, Kevin, you think I didn't hear when your mother said that you're playing hard this season? You think that you think I didn't pick that up? What your mom said about you, Kevin? What are you going to try to say now? You're not playing hard. Everybody even your mom knows. knows. Yeah. yeah, even your own mother. It was that that phrasing is really just, ooh, even your own mother. Like, uh, my mom is proud of me, Karen. That's like the one time you got like he doesn't respond often. But that one, you know, hurt because he was like. My mom was proud Your of me, Karen. mom threw you like, under the bus, ooh, Kevin. Was... Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Even she knows, Kevin. She knows. You're scum. You're a liar. You're a snake in this game. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gregory <laughs> McBee, can you guys discuss the Karen-Kevin final two discussion blow up? Uh, yeah, that's what we were talking about that tonight. Is there any chance, Taryn, uh, is there any way that destiny could bring us to a, like at some point, does it turn where Kevin's like, boy, the only person I can beat in the final two is Karen. <laughs> God. I think it's possible. I really do. I don't see Karen leaving anytime soon unless Kevin wins an HOH. And even then the votes probably aren't there to get rid of Karen. So then if Kevin does make it toward the end, I, I can, I can totally see him deciding to take Karen because what about that's an the, easy win. What about the other way around? Does Karen ever say, there's only one person in this house that's so detestable I can beat them at the end. No. No way. <laughs> no chance. No, no way. No. no. I, but how amazing with that final two speech. Like, <laughs> this little this little scumbag, he's been trying to get me out every single week in this game. You all know it. You all saw it. I tried to tell you, and I survived. I'm standing here. I am the Iron Woman because he was coming after me the whole time. I do, I do think amazing. there's a chance. That Karen goes into that jury and, you know, has the big Meech factor where she's hating on Ke- Kevin so much, saying Kevin was the mastermind of this and that, that he ends up getting more credit than maybe he even deserves in the jury. <laughs> and she is the reason that Kevin Martin wins the game. Yeah. I There's mean, been some really great conversations be- today. Great conversations yeah. where Kevin has just said, um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't do that, but I'll take it. Sure. Like if Karen's going to keep saying I did this thing or that thing, like I'm going to start taking credit for it. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Boy, how much fun would that be to have it go down to the end like that? Uh, Love Tour Alex is back. Uh, do you think we'll ever get the full Karen edit? She is being brutally mean to Kevin and Jackie. What's her problem with Jackie? I just, she hates Jackie, too. I mean, it's not it's not about why she hates people. It's about the fact that she hates people. So she hates Kevin. She also hates Jackie. And um, those are the two biggest hate people, people she hates in her in her head. And then, um, you know, she kind of she kind of hates Bruno a little bit because he's associated with those other two. Um, But she she really hates. She was saying she was saying even again, even though she saw William come out of the tunnel, she was saying, yeah, but Jackie could have had it, too. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's it is interesting because she really does like with Kevin, with Jackie. I mean, she just. She seems to think she's like the fan, like the one fan in the house. That's like, you know, like basically she's kind of like watching feeds. She's like on her couch watching feeds sometimes. So she's like always thinking about like if I was a fan at home, this or that. It's like you're not this season, but you can think that way. 
But she said, like, she always talks about Jackie and Kevin would be the villains. Like, the fan, I would just think the fans would really hate Kevin or the fans would, you know, earlier today she's talking to Bruno and Bruno said something about Jackie. She's like, yeah, you know, there's a reason I call her flip flop floater villain or something. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, do you do that? Is that a thing you do? Like, so it's just, oh, man. Really she's she's definitely the hero of her own narrative. Because that, uh, I, I feel like that I have something that I, I can relate to Karen in that. Is she just venting sometimes? Like, uh, like sometimes that there'll be something and, and that will annoy me in my real life and i'll, I'll just continue like uh, ranting about something for uh, alex knows this that he's he's seen me he's seen me do this around my office uh i've been the subject of right, it right right <laughs> minutes uh could she just be venting and blowing off steam taryn I don't think so. I I thought that might have been the case earlier in the season. I think she genuinely hates Kevin, and I and I think it really came out this uh, today, really, um, and and obviously previous days. And you know, t- uh, to be to be you know completely upfront about this, we're laughing about what she's saying. There are a lot of people who uh, aren't very big. Karen fans they're saying she is being over the top mean and just because it's funny doesn't mean we should overlook it um I think just because it's funny we should overlook it but uh she is very very what mean people and saying I that do think she really bullying, hates Kevin. Karen's bullying Kevin well I think if it was really hurting Kevin it'd be one thing but Kevin is handling it very well and I think this is a situation where you know I mean Karen's somebody's mom Kevin you know this is funny the nature of the dynamic makes it funny I'm sorry it is funny yeah I mean uh I think Kevin can handle this if uh, yeah. I think he he would we would be able to tell if he if, if he was starting to crack from the from the pressure i i think he's okay uh sam says uh if kevin and karen uh, uh is that the great is it a great final or greatest final kevin and karen in the in the final two greatest yeah greatest probably the greatest yeah I think so. Of all, usually one of the two is kind of a dud. Yeah. Usually, yeah. I mean, it makes like Will and Nicole look like uh, that they were just basically like the brigade to get. To- <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Kevin wins the jury votes over Karen? Like she would stand up and just start ranting, like in disbelief, right? Like she would be like so, so pissed. I'm never watching this game again. This is stupid. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. K-17, Dan's Mist was rebranded and resold in a new international scent, Dre by BB. Alex, are you buying that before I get Taryn's head exploding? Uh, uh, I think it would be something with a more like more French flair to it, like Dre Dior or something. I don't know. Okay. Taryn? People always people always trying to rebrand Dan's Mist. The, the, there's one, the original. Uh, everybody else is just a cheap, cheap knockoff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see one or two more questions. Uh, Doom Tribe. Uh, Kevin has one play to save Bruno, and William keeps giving him ammunition. Is he smart enough to spill it to Ika? What do you think, Taryn? I mean, again, I think the only way to do it at this point is to be able to expose Dre. And they do have a fair amount of information on this, but they're just not able to use it effectively enough to break through this massive shroud of just blizzard snow in front of Ika's eyes where it, when it comes to Dre. And uh, I just, I don't see it happening at this point, at least not in time for the eviction. Mm-hmm. And I think Taryn earlier outlined a really, really good point, which is that Dre is the beneficiary of a position where everyone kind of trusts her, but doesn't trust each other. I think the way you overcome someone in that position is you need 
almost like the uh, the Brian Hart situation. Like everyone needs to come to the HOH with the same information or there has to be some kind of like outing. Otherwise, her previous actions or whatever exists there, the blizzard that Terrence talking about is going to trump any words you have to offer, especially at your moment where you're on the block trying to save your own life. So, you know, just by default, I think the only way that really works is if you're getting, you know, Karen has talked about not being able to trust Trey, but Karen's never coming to you with Kevin and Bruno to like, be like, look, this is really your problem. Like, cause she hates those people. So, you know, it's just, it creates a different, a difficult situation for anyone to really expose right, her. Last question. Let's do one. From Stacked in Florida, do you think that Will should have used the power veto on Kevin and secret power veto on Bruno to really shake it up? Uh, why tell Kevin? Okay, uh, Alex, uh, what do you think about uh, using the other power veto on Bruno? Yeah, well, I mean, I still, you know, Taryn mentioned it earlier. I still like the idea because I think what people are missing is that like we said, it's probably going to come out now. And you could have potentially had plausible, the exact same level of plausible deniability if you played both because you play the secret one on Bruno, of course. And then you're just like, whoa, what is happening? I don't understand what is going on. Kevin, you're in trouble now. I don't know. I, I have to place this veto on Kevin because you people are crazy. You're playing these crazy vetoes all over the place. And so like you create your own setup for you to then like be like, I was scared. I did not know. I, I don't the understand fire. the English. Yeah. I had to play it on Kevin. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's clearly the play for me. At right. least. I think, yeah, you can sort of like cast the shade on like, uh, like, hey, who used the veto on Bruno? Yeah. 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 And, and then you have Bruno and Kevin as huge targets out in front of you and Ike and Dimitri still in the house. It, I think it gives you a lot more room to play. Okay. Uh, interesting stuff going into uh, this week's eviction. Uh, on Wednesday night, uh, Jordan will be back. Uh, who's the guest, Alex? It is me and Melissa and special guest, winner of Big Brother Canada 2, John oh, yeah. Party. John Party. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a party on okay. Wednesday night. All right. Ah. And we hope to see him out in Toronto as well. All right. Yeah. Okay. Toronto local Toronto John local Party. Toronto local John Party. Uh, so I'm sure he will have. It was just out with Emily the other night I saw on his uh, Twitter profile. Uh -oh. So <laughs> Emily's Emily's back out in Toronto. Casty. Yeah. Getting a little casty out there. Right. Watch out. Watch out, Toronto. I'm sure uh, lots of interesting takes on how uh, Neda and Ika have done uh, this season coming from John on Wednesday night. That's a, a must listen. And then on uh, Thursday, uh, Jordan will be out and about. But uh, Taryn, you will have the helm of the Odyssey uh, this Thursday night. Yes, I'll be taking over the happy hour. And um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a poor replacement for Jordan, I think. But uh, we'll see how it goes. OK, uh, any guests or uh, LFC special? I believe it'll be uh, Alex and Brent and I. OK, all right. I Old think so. School LFC night on Thursday. Looking forward to that as well. And of course, uh, whether it is going to be Karen or it's going to be Bruno, I'll have my exit interview coming up. And my exit interview with Cindy is also up in our uh, happy hour, uh, sorry, in our uh, rehab up feed. Uh, I did appreciate uh, Brent's deep dive into my exit interview with Cindy. Pageant <laughs> yeah, Cindy. 
It's a pretty good one. It's, yeah. uh, you know, if, if you're a fan of Victoria's exit interview, I think you might like Cindy's as well. <laughs> That's a different story. Okay. Uh, I think we really scratched something there. I think we really found, uh, you know, the root of something going on there with Cindy's uh, pageantry yeah. of it all. I think uh, uh, one, one last thing. I, yeah. I've talked about how I thought that a jury buyback uh, was likely this season. We've heard uh, nothing about it, Alex. Uh, nothing teased uh in terms of, oh, we got another big shockwave coming up around the corner. Uh, do you think that we should say that jury buyback sounds dead? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if we can say it's dead, but I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't do it this season because they have done it so frequently to the point where, like, do you really want to do it every season? Like with Big Brother US, it's just so laughable now when they say expect the unexpected when the same twist has happened every season for the last seven well, seasons. So I think it would be good if they didn't do it. But by the same token, you know, there's something else coming. Like they're not going to do nothing. It's only final nine I don't now. Know. So. There's a lot of people left. Uh, so yeah. uh, by this Thursday, we will be down to eight. Uh, the following Thursday is a quadruple eviction, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. seven, and, and by the night that we're going to be in Toronto, we're going to get down to six, uh, probably a double eviction again along the way. So that would be if we mm. did a double eviction sometime in the next three weeks, uh, down to five. Um, it still feels like a lot of people heading into uh, a week of the finale. Exactly. So it, it's yeah. it looking, looking like maybe no buyback. Yeah. Otherwise, if there is, then expect two double evictions coming up in these next three weeks. Yeah. Okay. It's doable. We'll see. Or triple eviction. Uh Oh, watch out, Bruno and Kevin. Okay. All right. (laughs) Or they just cut the house in half and just say, yeah, like half of you are gone now. Yeah. All right. Uh, Taryn, should we fine Alex for wearing an underdog shirt when the official nomenclature (laughs) of the uh, Big Brother wrap up is under cat? Absolutely. I, I, this whole time, my eyes have just been burning at the betrayal <laughs> of Alex. I cannot believe it. It's it's ridiculous. Okay. This is a great t-shirt for Big Brother Podcasting. I don't care what you under say. Undercats. That's what we talk about. Yeah. If you were able to change it to undercat, like if you put some tape over it and then wrote in a marker and then uh, like drew over the dog to make a cat, then maybe it would work. But as it is, man. <laughs> Okay. Unbelievable. If it wasn't for these shows, I don't know when I would wear this shirt. Right. Uh, what's the hashtag <laughs> tonight then, Alex? Uh, I, I, I don't Karen, know. you got anything? <laughs> I don't. There was a good one. I um, I can't find it though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kevin, you little puke. <laughs> little puke. You can okay. do that. Uh, let's go with that because uh, let's not spend too much time on the uh, on the live show. Uh, Dre Dior is another one. Uh, the chat room has G. It's from GK. Can you spell yeah. it? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's the rub. Dre uh, D I O R E. Let's just go with Kevin. You puke. I think that that's uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. a trending topic. Kevin. Okay. All right. Well, if it is Karen on the exit interview on Friday, at least I will uh, get to uh, tell her in person how much I appreciate. I- I'm I'm the only person, Karen, that I I get you. Okay. Yeah. I tried to tell you, Rob. I told you. I told them all. Yeah. I thought I liked you, Rob, and then I saw that you're friends with Kevin Martin. <laughs> I knew I couldn't trust you either. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Thanks so much to Scott St. Pierre behind the scenes. 
Hope uh, you guys uh, have a great week, and uh, I will be talking more Big Brother Canada on my exit interview and plenty more Survivor podcasts coming up on RHAP. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.